I am Elle Penelope, author of Epic Fantasy and Paranormal Romance, and welcome to My Imaginary Friends, a look behind the scenes of an author mapping the worlds in my head and making them a reality. Hello, friends. Today is Monday, June 28th, 2021, and this is episode 126 of My Imaginary Friends. I'm Leslie. This episode is late. I'm recording late. I actually wasn't going to post, but I've never missed a week in how many years have I been doing this? 126 episodes. And once you miss one week, it becomes easier to miss another week. And I didn't want to start that trend, but it's kind of like writing. You know, if you're used to writing on a certain schedule and then you don't, and you miss one day, and then one day becomes two. And then two months later, you haven't written a word, right? I didn't want to start that, uh, but I have not been feeling well. And so we will see how well that goes. This week's best thing is the Heart of They Fall trailer. It came out sometime this week. My husband, um, I was doing my writing session. He was like, you have to watch this. I'm like, I'm writing. I'm in the middle of a sprint. And then when finally when I watched it, I was like, I realized why he was so enthusiastic about it. It's got Regina King and Idris Elba and Lakeith Stanfield and a bunch of people. It's like a black cowboy movie. And it looks amazing. And I can't wait for it to come out. It's going to be on Netflix. So I will link to that. And maybe it will brighten your day. Honorable mention for this week's best thing goes to the Slater Kinney One More Hour audio documentary type of thing on Audible. Um, my brother sent me, I think it was my brother. Oh no, it was my friend, uh, Inez Johnson. And Slater Kinney is my favorite band. Although, you know, the last two albums I have not been extremely enthused about. Like a lot of my favorite artists, the later work, the latest stuff they've been doing, you know, everyone has like, has to grow and change as an artist. And when you've been listening to an artist for 20 years or so, you know, they're going to change. They're going to evolve and maybe you're not going to like it as much, but I will give them, <laughs> I still have, they still have the title of my favorite band. So, and I really enjoyed listening to this. It's, it was on Audible. So it's the kind of an, um, them talking about their origins and their career and then interspersed with live recordings of songs, old songs, new songs. And yeah, it was really cool. I also wanted to recommend a book that I finished reading. It's a fantasy romance. It's called Song of the Forever Reigns by E.J. Mello. It technically comes out July 1st, but if you are um, on Kindle Unlimited, because it's an Amazon publishing release, then they had like a month early, which is what they do. And I don't know why, because it's got a thousand reviews on the day that it drops, which is probably why. Uh, but it was a really, really good fantasy romance, if you were in the mood for such. Uh, the first sentence of the prologue, if it doesn't grab you, then I don't know what will. The prologue grabbed me and it's really well written. Um, it's kind of a, yeah, no, I just, I enjoyed it a lot. And I've already marked the, uh, really, there's going to be a trilogy. It's the first one in a trilogy. So, but these three sisters who all have different powers and this world that has a hidden kingdom, the, the main, sister in this one her it's like literally song her 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 voice when she speaks or sings has power and um it, it was just really well written and really well done i really needed a good fantasy and a good fantasy romance and you know those uh can be in short supply you know the ones with that are actually romances and about that and that happening having that forward while being a really good fantasy world and all of that my writing update. Um, I have been, so I replotted. I've been working on that. It's been going pretty well. I'm at the last third of the book, 
which is always the hardest. And I'm fast drafting my way through. So I decided that I should fast draft the rest of the book like I normally would with a full fast draft, because I've been doing this other process for this book, which I think was part of the problem. I think there was a, a cascading, a cascade of problems. Anyway, fast drafting always feels awful. I hate first drafts. I have a very itchy dog in here. I hate first drafts and uh, I don't feel good writing them, which is why it was feeling really great to be writing real words and, and feeling like I'm actually crafting something uh, that sounds, that sounds good to me. It reads well, but the process that works is fast drafting as much as I dislike it, as much as it feels bad to me. Sherman, come on, man. And so I'm going to try to fast draft the rest of the book in the next three days. <laughs> it's like three sequences, maybe 12 to 15 scenes, I think. Scenes slash chapters. Mm, probably not chapters. I have no idea, honestly. I just looked at the list and I'm like, I think I can do that in three days. Fast drafting, just pushing through quickly. And then um, revising after that. So I think I will push back my editing date. Honestly, I do think I could make it if I pushed but it would be uncomfortable and stressful. And that would be holy stress I put on myself since this is a self-published uh, project. And there will be enough stress from external uh, factors coming my way sometime soon, I'm sure. So I should, uh, I figured out why put it on myself when I could easily push it back. I just really wanted to make the date. So that's where we are feeling kind of bad just because of the fast draft. I, I'm not in a place where I know if something's wrong with the story because I dislike drafting so much. And so everything just feels awful, but I, I am making really good discoveries. And um, I think it, it's the reason why a fast draft is still there because I don't really know. I mean, I change my mind I, or I discover things as I go along that change things that have happened previously. So if they're polished, then uh, you wasted time. And who wants to do that? The other thing I was thinking about, uh, because I'm still taking this class, it's an eight-week class, a writing class on improving your scenes. And there's a lot of examples of published work to reinforce the concepts. Um, but it's interesting, like in the published work, you'll see, you know, you'll you'll learn something like, oh, you should, like intruders. Something I learned a long time ago that really made a big difference to me was the idea of intruders. Like if you're in deep POV, then your character doesn't need to say, uh, I wondered, just have them wonder the thing. Like, oh, I wondered if she was coming back from the dance. You could just say, was she, was she coming back from the dance? You know, there's those words, uh, heard, felt, wondered, thought. A lot of times they're, they're, they're hanging lampshades on the fact that this character is doing those things. When if you're in deep POV, it's unnecessary. It's kind of redundant and it was stronger writing not to do it. But there's so many examples. I read books every day where you see that and you're like, ah, oh, because you've learned this thing. And you're like, oh, this author did that. Well, you're reading the book. It was published, whether indie or traditional. And I mean, the reason I don't enjoy books is not because the author was like, oh, he felt sad <laughs> too many times, you know? And it just got me thinking, I love craft and I'm trying to be the best writer I can be. But does craft matter? We read a section from Angels and Demons by Dan Brown, 
which is one of the best-selling fiction books probably ever. <laughs> like, it's up there, right? Millions and millions of copies. Movie. And, and I can, can list lots of books that are, are not as well-written as they could be, but are mega be- bestsellers, big hits. People love them. I read Angels and Demons. I enjoyed it a lot, you know? Uh, it was a good story. It pulled me through. It was very entertaining. The writing could be stronger, absolutely. The craft could definitely be stronger. But um, did it matter? Not really. People give Stephanie Meyer lots of grief for Twilight being poorly written. I mean, Stephanie Meyer launched a lot of romance writers. She launched a lot of readers. And she's made millions and millions of dollars. So does craft matter? I read books all the time that I enjoy, that do their job, that entertain me, and that take me someplace emotionally that do not have the best craft. I also DNF a lot of books, which means do not finish if you're not familiar. Uh, I DNF like two or three books this week. Was the issue craft? (sighs) At the end of the day, I still want to be the best writer I can be, which I think means craft is important to me. It might not be important to the reader and these this kind of minutia the the details but on on some level what's the difference between a poorly written book that i can read and enjoy and maybe even a a book whose author um a book whose author is displaying better craft that i stop in you know chapter 2 or chapter 3 a couple of books i got over 50% through and then dnf because i just stopped caring writing was fine. It was good. You know, they could put sentences together. They could write lovely words. They created characters that took me through over 50% of the book. And then I just like, you know, I realized I don't care what happens to these people. And I put the book down and I started reading something else. And is that something you can teach in a class or in a book? I don't know, this spares more thinking about, but it's something that I have been thinking about and I have not come to a conclusion. Um, you know, storytelling trumps craft, trumps um, the way that you put sentences together, your literary flair, all of that. Voice, um, emotion, you know, we read for emotion. We read because somehow, even if the words aren't, or the sentences aren't as well written as they could be, we care. And when we stop caring, we put the book down. At least I do. So does craft matter? I don't know. Uh, if craft is teaching you how to put emotion and um, interest into your story, then I guess it does. Some people do it intuitively. And other people, maybe they can be taught. So that's it for me for today. Uh short episode because I'm still not feeling well. And I hope that you have a wonderful week. My goals for this week, fast draft the rest of the book and start revising and uh, contact my editor and push my date back. So I'll probably push it back. I think I'll give myself an extra two weeks. I don't think I'll need two weeks, but you know, I don't, if the whole point is not to push and stress more than I have to. Uh, So looking at the end of July, I think I will push it back to. And when this book comes out depends on a lot of factors that are outside of my control, mainly these external contracts and things like that. 
uh, and how much work I have to do when the editor gets notes back to me and then the time I have in that at that point to do them, to do the provisions. Um, but yeah, that's those are worries for another time. I'll talk to you next week. For episode show notes and to sign up for the footnotes newsletter and get the show notes in your new in your inbox, go to myimaginaryfriendsshow.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and watch the video episodes on YouTube. I would really appreciate a rating or review to help support the show. And My Imaginary Friends is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. For more fantastic podcasts, go to frolic.media slash podcast.